previously on Vanderpump Rules. And one is to be over, and one is to be over. It'd be a good idea to put you over there in that bar. In the new one? Yeah. All right, so it's official. I'm gonna oh. you. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome to Surf. <laughs> a few months ago, Jax told me that Tom and Ariana had hooked up. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. I don't know if Katie's actually even gonna come. She said that Jax and Kristen had sex in January. What? Yeah. It's at 9 o'clock this morning, she texts Sandoval and says, I know all about you and Ariana. Katie said that Jax told her that Tom and Ariana hooked up. Have you ever hooked up with a boyfriend? No. Like, if you guys f like, say it. It's really hard. I've never seen Kristen be sane for more than, like, five minutes. Sorry, but I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the f over it and move on with your life. You're going to give me your phone. I'm going to have a full-on conversation with Jax as you. Even if you and I were not friends, I would never f Jax with a temple pole. Thank God. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs, a sexy, unique recap podcast. I'm Rob Schulte. Today I welcome on my good pal and host of A Sip of Positivity, Leah Palmieri. But before that, I'd like to present a call to action. We're nine episodes into season two, and if you're listening, you're probably a fan. But have you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Or have you shared this podcast with a friend who doesn't listen to podcasts but loves VPR? Well, now's the time. Help support this show in a way that takes under one minute. I would really appreciate it. And we'll say thank you once the reviews roll in. Heck, even sharing this episode on Twitter is helpful. Okay, so CTA is over. Let's get into VPR. Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 9, Rich People Annoy Me. It's another beautiful day in West Hollywood. Not a cloud in the sky. And it's Sir, Katie, Jax, Stassi, and friend of the podcast, Peter Madrigal, Tom, and Ariana sit down to have a meeting with Lisa. Almost the whole gang is here. Lisa has a very important dinner with her friends and needs this suicide squad to take control of the party. You know what my friends like. Just whatever they want, okay? If they order the, you know, fish and chips without the fish or the chips, oh, just bring it to no. them. Oh, yeah, don't give them that attitude. Whatever they want, best foot forward. After this, Tom and Jax go over those Tom and Ariana rumors while they're hanging out behind the bar. And at the same time, over by the dumpsters, Katie and Stassi reflect on those same rumors. The one thing everyone can agree on is that Jax will tell a story that deflects away from any negativity directed at him. And shortly after, Kristen arrives. Okay, so I go home, and then I check Tom's hallog, and he called Ariana. She didn't answer. It was a one-minute conversation. She called him back a half an hour later, then they were off over 15 minutes. So what time did she call him back at? 4.33. Both Tom and Ariana have told me to my face that nothing's true. But I went through Tom's phone while he was sleeping and sent myself a screenshot of Tom's outgoing call log. Every single time I look at Tom's phone, I find something that shouldn't be there. 
See, Kristen's going to confront Tom about this phone situation, but doesn't necessarily want to break up with him over it. Hmm. Okay, do you want the crispy chicken now? Yeah. Okay. Has anyone been over here at all? That evening at Sir, Katie confronts Jax about the story he told, while Sheena and Ariana laugh and watch from the sidelines. Peter is frustrated because no one seems to be tending to their tables, and Tom decides to take a break. Kristen confronts Tom while he's on his break. Why did you call Ariana? I swear to I'm God. I'm pissed. I'm getting irritated. But Dude, friend you doesn't so make up guilty lies. Right now. It makes me sick guilty about what, Kristen? So I talked to Ariana. Big f-ing deal. The next day, Sheena and Shay show up to her producer's house to talk about her new track. They think it's going to be a hit. I agree. In this episode, we also learn about Katie's hobby of tarot reading. She's going to read Kristen's future? So, quick note. I've picked up in, when I see, like, mediums and fortune tellers on shows like this, we usually see people who visit them need therapy but choose psychic readings because those provide easy answers. So, suffice that to say, Kristen would rather have her friend attempt to tell her future through a deck of cards that she got at the shop from the craft than actually see someone who went to medical school and might be able to help them manage their problems. Anyway, bring on the cards and the pinot. Although this reading is cut short when Stasi has something to say. I did talk to Sheena. I was like, have Ariana and Tom hooked up? And she's like, I don't know what happened three years ago in Vegas but nothing's going on right now. We learn that everyone will be going to Cabo for Stassi's birthday, and she's got a plan to seduce Jax and get to the bottom of all of this. It worked once with the Kristen text, or did it? Anyway, I'm sure everything will end up fine. Kristen also admits that if she finds out the rumors are true, she doesn't even know what she would do. Stasi and Katie's eyes roll so hard at this that they fall out of their heads. Have you had a chance to decide on any appetizers or salads? It's the big dinner time. If you'd like to see the other side of this dinner, there's a Real Housewives episode that is insufferable to watch. See, Lisa wants to smooth over some of the issues her and her friends have had. And Lisa's heard the rumors, she knows the drama and has tasked Stasi with keeping Kristen away from Tom and to be the peacemaker. This is what I call adult babysitting. As Lisa's guests arrive, the staff of Sir are stressed out. Kristen is missing, and Peter has to go console her in the alleyway, but she says she can't operate, and Peter's like, I'm sorry, that sucks. But you gotta get your ass back to work, dude. This is a crossover episode. Kristen's a little distraught about oh, what's been going on. Oh, when is she distraught? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, what's going on? She's organizing. I don't give a shit. She's just been crying because of the whole Ariana Tom situation. Lisa makes sure Peter knows that Kristen cannot fuck up this dinner. But luckily, it looks like Brandy's doing that herself by standing by racist remarks she's made. And, uh, continuing to make more. 
Wow, she really seems to suck. I married a Cuban. I, I have, have Cuban babies. Have well, which planet do you live on? I live on Earth. Where do you live? Lisa and Ken's friends are vicious. I just want to grab some popcorn and just like, it's all right there. Go yourself. You're such a You know, I wish I don't need to live on this planet with you. I'm you all of mine. Stassi and the rest of the staff are terrified of these rich folks. Wait, wait, my favorite guy is like an Austrian guy. He's like, yeah, we took the chapel to the party. Stop your language, friendy. I'm you, dude. You wouldn't know that these people are mad by looking at them because the faces don't move, but yelling's a pretty good indicator. We give the best tables to you guys because we know you can handle it. You're a douche. You were bullying me. I was not bullying Everything that could possibly go wrong at this dinner has gone wrong. But the orders have been executed perfectly, so good on the waitstaff. Jax ends up venting to Peter and Kristen about the craziness and drops that Ariana is bartending with Tom in the back. This does not go well. Kristen has Tom come outside and tells Tom that Sheena said something about Vegas. Sheena gets pulled outside. Nothing is going on here, but Kristen has made up a whole story in her head. This is typical Kristen. Suddenly she wants to be the center of attention. Hey, Kristen, why don't you have a meltdown? I mean, everybody else is. So Lisa has to go talk to Kristen at her own dinner party. I don't know what's going on with you, but I, I think it's... I I think it's best you're not here right now. I'm really upset right now, and I don't want them working together. I'm sorry, I don't. And has to give Kristen tough love. She's like, the reality is, if Tom didn't want to be with you, he wouldn't. Really? Tom, Tom and Ariana. Ariana have worked together for two and a half well, years. Well, apparently they've been doing something else well, together for the last I've two and a half years. I've never noticed that. Okay, but now I'm hearing otherwise. There's okay, but going on for last two and a half years. It doesn't matter whether they're here. I can't if they're shagging, they're going to shag in Villa Blanca or Sir. Let's be honest. It's no different. I'm not going to run my business around who's shagging who. I do we understand I that? I totally they've do. They've been together for two and a half years in my bar. Ariana wants to set the shit straight. Kristen is frantic and acting unstable. There's so much going on here, it doesn't help that Sheena, Katie, and Stasi are also on the outside adding to this conversation when everyone wants to just, just squash the beef, except for, like, Kristen, who apparently wants to heighten it at any time she can. But after the conversation, Ariana wipes her hands of the whole situation and just walks away. If Kristen has an issue with Tom and their relationship, that's their issue. That's not me coming in and, like, throwing daggers at it. It makes me laugh because it's all such bullshit. We're left at a very unstable moment. But did I miss anything? Let me know. Reach out to me at VanderpumpRobs at gmail.com. After the break, I welcome on my friend Leah Palmieri, and we have a fun discussion about this episode. You don't want to miss it. You know when you take that first sip of tea in the morning and you're like, today might be okay. Well, this podcast is kind of like that, but for your ears and hopefully your heart. I'm Leah Palmieri and I'm the host of the brand new podcast, A Sip of Positivity. The world is wild these days, but when you just need a little break and something nice, that's where I come in. I'll be chatting with actors, authors, influencers, and other lovely people about the things that are helping them get through these very unpredictable times. It's a look on the bright side and it's a sip of positivity. Available now.
Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. I am Rob Schulte, which you knew that because you've already heard the first half of this episode. Today, I have a returning guest, obviously, because there's no way that this guest could not return to this podcast. It's writer at Decider.com, Bravo superfan, and by the time this episode comes out, possibly a podcast host herself, it's Leah Palmieri. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I am doing great. Um... I can smell cheese dip in my house right now, which is kind of like the potpourri of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it feels good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, your episode was a hit. Ooh. I guess your episodes yeah. in season one. Yeah. Big hits, big hits. The fans were like, bring back Leah. How could you <laughs> even start this podcast without her? But we're here at episode nine. Yeah. And we've got a lot to talk about because the show is really kicked into gear at this point. But there's something that I you have found out about me mm-hmm. in coming to this thing. And it's that I've started watching the television show Below Deck. Yeah. You have. And um, do what will I ever see Eddie again? Ooh. Uh... Well, I guess I, I'm caught up on Below Deck. <laughs> yeah. you know, who knows? Uh, yeah, there, yeah. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say it's likely you'll see him before you'll see a lot of other people. How about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. There are definitely some people I do not want to see ever again. Yeah, very um, same. Yeah. Anywho, moving on to a show with absolutely zero problematic people, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Uh, we watched season two, episode nine. Yeah. Now, this is Rich People Annoy Me, uh, <laughs> the title of this episode. Very interesting uh, in retrospect yeah. that it's titled this because everyone on this show owns their own houses and cars and lives a very good lifestyle these days. Um, yeah. No shade. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. But, but before we get into your like hard hitting points of the episode, what is your big takeaway in season two, especially season two, episode nine? Was there like, was something about this era of Vanderpump that sticks out to you? Uh, it, it was a, t- it was a real flashback for me. I will say that. And that it's been a while since I have revisited season two. And at the time, everything, you know, nothing seemed extraordinarily crazy. Uh-huh. Now, knowing what we sure. know now, I'm just like, oh, my god i think a part of it is that i've probably blacked out Kristen and tom and their entire relationship from my memory like i think i just was like whoo like i had to you know my brain in order to protect itself got rid of those memories um and so seeing that and seeing that dysfunction and i really mean dysfunction was uh something and you know just sort of seeing what little babies everybody was like seeing, you know, somewhat original faces um, and just seeing like truly how much the show has evolved since then. It was more jarring than I expected it to be. Same. I'm, this is my second watch of all of these earlier seasons. And I mean, speaking of Kristen and Tom, I thought all of that was dealt with in season one. Yeah. And then when we finished season one of the podcast, I was like, oh, we haven't even really touched on any of it yet. <laughs> no. Not not to mention the like jacuzzi and James Kennedy 
part of this whole show, which just came back to me in this moment. Oh my God. Um, but let's let's get into because one of your yeah. topics is Kristen and Tom. Oh yeah, and the screenshot. Oh my God. I mean, look, Kristen has always been Kristen. I don't know. I don't know if it's just looking at this through a 2020 lens. Her going into his phone, taking a screenshot of who he his call log, sending it to herself, and then what does she delete it from? The, his text mess like i don't even know what i don't know what the maneuver it is felt there like that's what she did yeah but also like or it was something along the lines of like if i look at his phone if i ask to see it and they've been deleted then he's hiding something and at some point you have to just believe someone or not believe them yeah Be- i will say this and you know i know we're jumping ahead many seasons here but um a guy that um you know people familiar with this show are also familiar with Nick Patrick. He used to say, if you're going to be snooping, you're going to find what you're looking for. So even if what you, even if they're not really doing anything, you'll find something to back up your case. And so, you know, I still don't really know. (laughs) And I don't know if I care about if Tom and Ariana did even have anything going on. You know, if they were just friends and just had bar t- their love of bartending in common, but she and thrifting, yeah, sure, sure. She found what she was looking for. You know, she it didn't seem to make her happy though. Like proving her point to herself or him or whoever didn't seem to make her happy. And it was just you know this past season. I thought you know the most recent season of Vanderpump. I I thought was a, a rough one for Kristen, and you know to find true found her frustrating. I I couldn't believe how frustrating it was to watch her on this level. Like this, I just was like, girl. Like maybe it's because uh, you know having hindsight, but I'm like, you are so much better than this. Just throw his phone in the toilet and move on with your life. Who cares? Yeah, there may not have been anything physical that happened between Tom and Ariana. But he's obviously finding happiness in someone that he's not finding with Kristen. Like, this is someone who's like, oh, not going to yell at me? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll hang out with them right now or talk to them on the phone. Yeah. And that's not to, like, blame Kristen for this. Obviously, Tom did cheat on her. Yeah. That is a point. Like, trust is hard to earn back, but... You would think that, like, there's like even something that happens in this episode where Stassi and Katie are like, okay, so if it's true, then what? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe make a choice yeah. there. <laughs> well, she did make a choice, and they do have a screaming match at the dumpsters, which I did think was true. one of the more epic ones that, you know, she really just let loose there. Um, it, it's just that relationship. I mean, that relationship is 100%. I would have to think one of the worst ones we've ever seen on the show. Agreed. Do you want a little insider info too about why I, oh. I hate it so much? Please um, give me the exclusive. Which is what I'm realizing now as we were talking about, you know, we thought this, we left this in season one. I did interview Kristen and Tom together for season two and they must have tricked me because they brought me a Vanderpump vodka at the time. I don't know if that still even exists, but they brought me a bottle of that. Whoa. Yeah. And so I was so excited about the vodka, I think, that I just kind of like, I don't know if I like fully had my producer pants on that day or something. I sat there as the two of them tried to tell me they were still in a relationship. And, you know, I get that they don't want to spoil what's coming out on the season, but they sat there and like 
held hands and tried to really sell me on the fact that they were still together only to find out later that they weren't. And I just was, I just felt like, don't try to dupe me and like, you know, kind of like distract me with your Vanderpump vodka. (laughs) And um, I remember even talking to Andy Cohen that year and him finding that couple to just be so so infuriating. And so I just felt a little bit vindicated that I wasn't the only one that just found them annoying. But um, yeah, it, it's eight uh, years later, yeah. you're going to go on Vanderpump Robs <laughs> yeah. and you are going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, it also just goes to show you that, you know, like these people are on a television show. Right. Like, right. they're they're there to heighten the drama and have fun doing it. Yeah. Um, well, although I do think a lot of those emotions are not fun. I was going to say, who's having fun? Like if they're not having fun, I wasn't having fun watching this. Like who is having fun? <laughs> True. Um, so let me just rewind yeah. and say, they do know they're on a television show and they're heightening drama. <laughs> Period. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the more fun aspects of this episode is something that you brought up. Yeah. This is the first time we get a, just a sprinkling, yeah. a little taste of good as gold. <gasps> oh, I mean, I watch a lot of music documentaries and I just feel like this was so thrilling. And I always wonder, like, how do musicians like do they they always have cameras in the studio when they're creating? And like, how do they know that this is going to be a hit someday and we'll want to see this footage? I fully understand why they knew, why they had the cameras there, why we got to see Sheena recording good as gold in the studio. And this is one of the things that I um, I just, I didn't remember that we saw that. I just thought it like existed. And I just have the images in my mind of her at pride and her dancing on the bar. Like I just thought good as gold existed, you know, like I thought it was like the stork just dropped it down for us. And it was a beautiful baby of music. And like to see that it actually had its beginnings and we're witnessing it. I, I mean, I was riveted. Well, and it's so uh, so crazy because, you know, in season one, she had her song that she performed at Tina's showcase at like the Viper Room. And in my head, same thing. I just assumed that was going to be good as gold hmm. when I went back and rewatched the episode. And I don't I don't remember that song. I remember good as gold. You'll never forget it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to play a clip of it <gasps> right here so that it gets stuck in everyone's head. It's it's a song that like also like as silly as it is like I mean let's face it all songs are silly like all pop songs are going to have an element of silly to them sure as 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 passionate as people can be about it but like this is a song that like feels like Sheena you know it feels like her personality really comes out of it yeah hundred percent and you know she keeps saying it's like Kesha and she keeps comparing it to Kesha and I'm just like did Kesha ever hear the song did Kesha ever watch this did she comment what are her thoughts like I do want to know what she thinks about the comparison and like could we get her on a yeah. remix like let's like move this forward let's keep it going can we get Kesha and Sheena on a track mm-hmm. together stop waiting for it I think this it's, day and age. I was going to say, it's the least that we deserve in 2020. And like, let's make it happen. <laughs> let's make it happen. I'll start the Kickstarter if we need to do it. <sighs> I, you know, I'm ready to donate. Pressure, yeah. But I'm happy to like don the crown if need be. Yeah. But the whole episode itself 
and we don't need to get into too big of a details here because like so much goes on in the Real Housewives franchise in general. But like sometimes when I watch this show, I do forget it's a spinoff of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And this is one of those episodes where they really want to remind you there's another show with drama if you want to watch it. But seeing the staff like reacting to people just one generation above them acting the same way was such a weird juxtaposition yeah. to me. It's weird because you also, you know, at this point in time, Stasi, Katie, those people, they were the staff still. Like, they were still the staff. They were the waiters. They were, you know, bringing over the appetizers and all of that. And the Real Housewives were the Real Housewives. And so they were a level of class above them if you want to call it that and so to their words yes yeah to watch how crazy the real housewives got and how the vanderpump rules people judged them and were like they're crazy (laughs) it's like just wait you'll get there too your day is coming but you can see the difference of like sort of like the pros and then like the rookies and um you know the pros i will just say that it was I didn't think, again, in 2020 that it could be shocking, but to see Brandy Glanville's behavior and the things that she was saying, and you should know also, any Real Housewives fans, you say this one word to them and they know what the era, it was the Joyce era. And so like mm. that season of Beverly Hills was, it was just a special one, I guess we could say. And so obviously that was fueling the drama that was going on at the table, but it was something. So true. Um, just their ordering yeah. was a level of drama in this. <laughs> yeah. But you pointed out something for your last uh, fact of this episode that jumped out to you that like really made my eyes like open wide. Mm-hmm. Like we get a rare moment of Lisa by the dumpster, yes. the famous dumpster. Yes. Yeah. And. I didn't think about like how rare that is. That's not where she does her business. You know what I mean? She conducts her drama at the table or elsewhere. Like she has her places and then the staff have their places. And the fact that she crossed over and went into dumpster territory shows you exactly how epic that drama was getting that she felt she needed to either interject or just be a part of it. (laughs) No, I I really got to be at both drama points in this show, the dinner and the dumpster. It was like its own DMZ. I was trying to think Mm. of something like TMZ, but also demilitarized zone, but also dumpster. I'll get there. I'll get get there there. at some point. When I write the transcript to this episode, It'll be much better, I promise, listener. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did I did find it, I mean, maybe it's saccharine, but like a little sweet that Lisa felt the need to talk to Kristen and be like, the reality of the situation is that you're upset and don't want to come to terms with something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're going to have to make a decision because you're making... You, not in so many words, but like you're making your life suck by just like entering this cycle of like self-reflection and anger. And, uh, you know, say what you will about like people's practices. I thought that was like, even if it was in front of the cameras, like some tough love that was needed. You know, a hundred percent that, but also it was, um, it helps to explain why Lisa then 
lost all of her patience for Kristen, you know, spoiler True. alert in years to come. And so it's like, True. she, ha- she did try, she did try to referee. She dr- did try to give some tough love. She tried to intervene. She tried to be there as not just a boss, but even like a mentor and a friend. And the fact that Kristen disregards it is, you know, what I think is, I think Lisa just saw how frustrating she could be and knew it before we really understood it and it was her saying look i tried and she did genuinely try but it's like you can only do so much true true well let me ask you this before we wrap up today mm. when we recorded last time it was about halfway through season eight now we've both mm. seen all of season eight and i'm not gonna you know we don't have to get into too many details but did you have any final thoughts after watching season eight because and use this if you need to mm-hmm. But that finale blew me away. Did it? Like the breaking of the fourth wall, I was not used to. Mm. Jax saying like, this is my show. Mm. And then Lisa being like, uh, it's my show. Yeah. Like was one of those things where I don't think I ever wanted a new season any faster. (laughs) Um, I hate to break your heart because I feel the exact opposite where I feel like I never need to see the show ever again in my life. And so um, I just felt like, and I just, you know, if, if it never comes back, then it leaves on a high note for you. For me, I just felt like, okay, I think we've sort of run our course here. Um, obviously there were subsequent events and things that came to light and all that, but I just felt, um, you know, uh, to me, it it just felt like it had sort of come full circle and, you know, if they want to do like a Tom Tom spinoff or something like, of course I'm going to watch, but I don't feel I'm in no, in no way missing this show from my life right now. I can understand that. And although I completely disagree with you. Uh, (laughs) I know most people are probably on your side. I get it. No, but I think like, I think your side is completely fair. And honestly, if the show did end there, it would be a very Seinfeldian ending to VPR, which would, you know, got to respect that. Um, (laughs) Anywho, Leah, thank you for coming on Vanderpump Rob's season two. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Ooh. Um, well, you know, I'm always writing about Bravo over at decider.com. You can follow me on pretty much every social media platform at Little Leap. And uh, I think that's what we've got for now. Hey, that works. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything else comes up, I'll make sure to put links to it in the show notes when this episode drops in. I don't know, maybe November. Cool. Who knows, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> We're recording this in August. Yeah. Uh, Thanks again for coming on, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, Leah's always such a fun guest. Make sure to check out everything she does, like her podcast, A Sip of Positiva Tea. Now let's get to the dumpster moment. Looking back, what I've chosen today is a quote from Kristen that is only the dumpster moment because I've seen this season in its entirety. Take a deep breath, because if you know how this season ends, you know what I'm talking about. Why would you want to keep lying? Doesn't it feel better to, like, let go? Well, that's all for this episode. 
Thanks again to Leah Palmieri for joining me, and thank you for listening. Jeremy Siegel composed the music for this podcast, and Marie Hill is my Season 2 editor. They're both great. If you've got any questions, reach out to me at VanderpumpRobs at gmail.com. I'll see you next episode. Run until we out of time Stop waiting for a sign